This episode of Chunky Lies of the Podcast is brought to you by Frankenfurter University, the one place where you can go to find out about the mysteries of the universe, the pleasures of the flesh, and most importantly, yourself. Don't dream it, be it, at Frankenfurter University. Now let's get on with the show. Okay. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Nearly a two-word review just said... Welcome back to Home Music Lovers. You are now tuned in to yet another exciting adventure with us here on Chunky Glasses, the podcast. I am your host, Kevin. As usual, we have a very special Halloween episode for you today. Uh, and also, uh, it's a very special occasion. Somehow, in 400 episodes, we have not been able to or forgotten to talk about uh, one of the things. It's just not just my favorite music. It's one of my favorite things of all time. I'm talking about the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I first heard this 30 years ago now, probably when I was 16. And uh, as anybody who loves this album is familiar with it, knows it's life-changing. Um, it, it turns you on to a whole new world of just, just about everything. Um, and in 1975, it really did change a lot of things. It became, uh, I think it's the longest-running film uh, in history right now. It still runs on the regular. Uh, the soundtrack by Richard O'Brien um, is uh, hilarious and great, and and, uh, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. But uh, more importantly, it just it was a place for all the freaks, the losers, the weirdos, and uh, and people who were just curious about the universe to go and and find solace and and that's why it's it's withstood the test of time and it's so important like today especially what you know we're dealing with uh in the universe this halloween so so that's why uh we wanted to talk about it and my good friend philip bass is going to be joining us uh my good friend sean barnett is going to be joining us he brought along donna slash now they are a drag queen uh from right here in washington dc and they are uh, amazing, super popular. I think they're in a band called Homo Superior, and um, they're just uh, they, they love it more than me, is what I'm saying. They love, they love, love, love Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, so that's what we're doing. We're going to talk about it. We're going to head not to the basement, but to my uh, living room table right now, where uh, we are assembled with some uh, bourbon, some beer, and the uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. To strap in, guys. Let's uh, I'll talk to you on the other side. Scene. You know the one I'm I've talking about. I've never seen Top Gun. What the fuck are you even talking? Why I have seen Rocky Horror? Why, why do I let you in my house? I'm good. Why? Good cheer. Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah, no, you did say you said Philip that you were not as versed as other people. In oh, very basic, very basic. I've seen it. It's been a long time. I yeah. enjoy the music, and I know the time warp. Have, have you seen a show? Have you have you gone? No, to never been live. No. 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 Um, Donna Slash, though you, <laughs> <laughs> I like this movie. Yeah, a bit. In, I think in these circles you're known as uh, Captain Motherfucker. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean. uh, this is, uh, uh, I don't know whether you guys know this or not, 
But uh, this is actually why I created this podcast. Uh, there are there are some musical truths. One of them, people hear at the beginning end of this, which is Boston's third stage, which we'll talk about at a later date. But um, from an early age, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, the soundtrack was uh, a part of my life growing up. Like it was a part of many people's lives. It uh, it turned me on to like all kinds of different um, pure rock and roll. In the age of like Def Leppard, like pour some sugar on me, uh, you know, because I, I grew up in the eighties, man, and and but I, luckily I had friends, uh, and they were really really into this music. This thing came out in nineteen seventy five. It was a uh, play first, but it was, then it was a film by Lou Adler, Michael White, and directed by Jim Sharman. But uh, Richard O'Brien is the guy that we need to really give props to. Uh, this guy took everything that was going on in 1975, took everything that had been going on in, like, the cabaret scene, took everything that had been going on in the gay scene, took everything, I mean, just all these things that weren't in, like, in the public eye, except for Bowie. <laughs> like, realistically, like, Young Americans was out in 1975. Yeah. Like, you think about the albums that were out, there was Blood on the Tracks, Bob Dylan. That's a good one. Definitely not like this. <laughs> um, songs are good. Olivia Newton-John, Have You Never Been Mellow? Maybe. Maybe mm. getting closer. Fly By Night, Rush? No. That wasn't there. Physical what? Graffiti, Led Zeppelin? No. What was Queen doing by now? Queen? Uh, not much. You know what? I don't know. 75? 75. It might have been Killer Queen. Queen. I can tell you what the Bee Gees were doing, main course. Making fucking annoying music. Probably. What the fuck? My dad says it sounds like he has a harmonica stuck in his throat. <laughs> the redheaded stranger, Willie Nelson. Queen. Uh, Rhinestone Cowboy, uh, Glenn Campbell. And look, Born to Run. Bohemian Rhapsody came out in 1975, or the uh, Night of the Opera did. Night of the Opera in 1975? Yeah, so that's big. So Queen is out there, Bowie is out there doing this stuff. But it's not it's not yet like glam rock of the late seventies and early eighties. Oh, yeah. It's not it's not getting there. And along comes Richard O'Brien, along comes this film that people fucking hated. A tor- a teardown of uh what sci fi of <laughs> exploitation film. Like I don't even know. Like it's just It's like really overtly pretty queer too. It's yes. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah not the, the whole thing. And but it was it was played for like mass audiences. Yeah. Like because that's what movies did then. It, you didn't have to be a Marvel movie. It was just like, whoa, this is in theaters. We got it here, so now people have to go see it. People didn't. They, <laughs> they fucking hated it, um, partially because of the times. But then it, it caught on, and um, I don't know if it was in the gay scene that it caught on necessarily as much as it know. just was. People started seeing it as a midnight movie, and they all of a sudden started listening to music. And it became the biggest phenomenon in like cult movies, I think, ever. Would that be mm-hmm. accurate? Well, it's the longest running release still of all time. Yeah, longer than the room. But, well, it has to be. no because it, it's it's still in limited release. Still, are you serious? Yeah, so it's because it's still showing. Yeah, when I looked it's it up not, today, not it gave me Showtime's first thing. Yeah, they showed it. <laughs> they still showed it E Street. Yeah, it's showing yeah. It next yeah. week yeah. or this weekend. With, I'm sure they're doing it this weekend. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With the uh, the Sonic transducers or whatever the the live cast is. Right, right, right. They they got there was a band in Richmond that did it. The Bird Theater. They get a band to come up and play the score in front of it. It, it is a a phenomenon, but uh, the film I don't think would be a phenomenon if it weren't for this music. Yeah. So this is what we're gonna dig into in this. I want to start by honestly just the first song. We're gonna play a little bit of this because. It sets the tone, and uh, like, I was three in 1975, and 
look, I was a band nerd and I love this shit, but I still have never heard anything quite this. It, it summed up everything about like musical theater, about everything. It's just fucking great. It's science fiction double feature. And Flash Gordon was there in silver underwear. Claude Rains was the invisible man. Then something went wrong for Fay Ray and King Kong. They got caught in a cellular jam. Then at a deadly pace, it came from outer space. This is how the message ran. Donna Slash, how does that make you feel? <laughs> Takes me right back. I'm 11 years old with a boner next to my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, that is... Uh, <laughs> look, that, that just name checks like everything that's great about like just nerd culture in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, did you see the... You heard the soundtrack first, right? Yeah. And when you... When you like, how did you find it? Well, I was, you know, really into movies and stuff like that. So, and, and I had really gotten into like cult stuff. And so I had photos of, you know, Divine and Female Trouble and obviously Tim Curry. Um, and so I just really was obsessed with it and wanted to see it. And then, you know, finally I like wore my parents down and let me watch it. But I loved the music just because it was so bizarre and so, yeah, so queer, you know. Right, right. Like Sweet Transvestite, you know, you, you'd never heard anything like that, you know. Well, you had, though, in, like, 50s rockabilly. Not the subject matter you had. <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, but, I mean, here's, what, here's what's wild about the whole soundtrack is that it takes these tropes that people were, like, manly, right? And mm-hmm. it turns them on its head at a time when people are really starting to question, like, you know, what is identity? What is it? Do I have to be this way? You know, is it okay if I wear fishnet stockings, you know, or dress like a woman? Like, it's just, or dress like a man if you're a woman. All, all these things were coming to a head because the 60s had drained out and all the cocaine came in. Yeah. Yeah. Back when it wasn't cut with fentanyl. Back when it wasn't cut with I've fentanyl. I've heard. I mean, my experience is, though, it's not, I mean, obviously gay people love it, but it's like mostly like, Goth straight people and like yeah you know, the fetish community. Oh, we're oh, oh, we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna talk about yeah, that. yeah we're gonna yeah. talk you know, about it's that. like gay people like it, but it's like weird straight people love it. Yeah, that's where my mom falls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, because because you you just heard about it this girl. Well, because you're younger, so you would it just in, yeah, it's in the ether. It was in the ether. It, I my all my friends in middle school were goth, 
Mm. And that was like the, the group and they would all do the time warp. Yeah. And the funny thing is I, my parents weren't super strict, but they were strict. But my mom loves this yeah. and was happy to show it to me. And it's weird that like it, it's always been sort of embraced by cis culture. It's, yeah. It is interesting. Uh, you know, we, we loved, well, my mom loved meatloaf specifically. We're yeah. getting there. Well, yeah. We'll Everybody's there jumping later, the like, gun. We got a lot to talk about. <laughs> guys. Saying, so like that's, you know, she showed me this, but like, my mom also showed me, I remember very specifically when I was little, put, I mean, it must've been, I was early, probably early teens, but she's no, even before that, she showed me uh, Friday the 13th, Jason takes Manhattan. I love it. I could watch any of the, the murder shit. I was, I had to close my eyes during even the sex Jason scenes. X? I had to close my eyes during the sex scenes. Oh man. And then she showed me this. Yeah, which is all just one like. And I think her mother like didn't like that she liked this or something. I think there's a story there. I probably should call her today to ask her, but there's a story there. But she showed it to me. So it was, it was like forbidden fruit for your mom. And she's I like, think, I gotta show it I to my think, son. But my mom is a re- like a fucking rebel. She was smoking cigarettes by eleven publicly and like no, no problem. Yeah. Anyway, she um, a lot of songs about her now. Mm. You know, th- there is a lot of like more subversive stuff on this, but I think the most subversive thing is, and this does tie into the visual component. And the movie, uh, and and it, it's it's more drug talk than I think, than any type of uh, identity talk or anything like that. Uh, the time warp is, you know, you had like the mashed potato, you had all these like classic dances <laughs> that people were trying to do. And Richard O'Brien just said, "Well, you know, I've got this guy who's basically a hunchback, right? Basically <laughs> 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 riffraff. Who's Richard O'Brien? Mm-hmm. And and what are what are we going to have him do in this? Because." Uh, you know, he's got to bring this couple, Brad and Janet, into the lair, into the trap, and, and, and make them feel comfortable and stuff. And this is like, they're squares, and squares would like to do a dance that everybody's doing. Uh, it is the best, for me, moment in uh, musical theater, period. Time is Maybe music. When he, he, he starts screaming. And he oh, says, really? I'm under sedation. The look on his face. But but the time warp is 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 an all time classic. And, and my favorite and, and it's, moment is the next. It sounds like the, yeah. yeah. Nothing can ever be the same. You 
So maybe Pull Your Knees in Tight in a Public Thrust is not the purest of songs. Yeah. Um, despite just aping like old school rockabilly riffs, the little walk ups and stuff. And you know, moving it like that that riff laugh line, like I, I can't. I cannot with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, it's great even hearing it. I mean, part of the association. But but this is if you are trying to like explain Playing this to somebody, and you just be like, "Do you like classic rock and roll?" This is it, right? Yeah. This is this is. I mean, for me, and it's other songs do this even more. But so I love background vocals, big seventies background mm-hmm. vocals, stereo pan, men and women singing. I did it on. You use them my, on New Orleans. I did it at New Orleans, New Orleans, but even more so at the end of Assassins, where I had the the chicks go. First of all, the repetition, yeah, something yeah. that happens later. Yeah. You know, there's repetition of the words, and then also a lot of. Are uh, you Richard O'Brien? I am actually okay. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I really, really love that that entire era, that really thick vocal sound that happened. Yeah, when you and when you see this, it predates line dancing. (laughs) I mean, it, 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 yeah, it's just they're doing line dancing, huh? It's like they're line dancing. Well, they are line dancing, and and it is the lead into like really. The, the plot of the movie. It's, it's the last gasp at innocence. Like, for this. <laughs> like, it's hinting at it. It's like, look, this song is about you probably doing some fucking, but it's cosmic. It's cool, man. It's getting out there. But then this elevator ro- rolls down. The, this is the best moment mm, in cinema history. It might be, yeah. Yep. And, 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 uh, <laughs> there's not, and, and it, we'll talk about Tim Curry's performance like a little later, but, you know, I mentioned Bowie up front. It's clearly, even though Young Americans was out there, it's clearly Richard O'Brien knew who Bowie was. Yeah. And had been studying him. Maybe it was friends with him. I don't know. Uh, and, and knew all the things that he was trying to do and was sort of taking it to an extreme. What happened sonically? Like, there's no other way for Tim Curry to play this, right? Or anybody to play it. Oh, I don't know. I, I think he, I think he's very special. I think, Maybe no other way for him to play it, but I think that he's a very special actor. Then also, for me, what it is, and I don't know if you've noticed this or anyone else, but there's a delay to him putting his heel down in a gentleness. Yes. He goes fast, and he's very gentle right yes. before he hits the heel, and there's a little bit delay before, before he hits it to the beat. It's behind the beat a bit, and there's so much drama in there, but so much confidence, and you yeah. don't even know what he looks like yet. Right. And there's so much there. I don't know if you that mo. It, I can look at that, like visually look at it, but then also with the sound, it blows my fucking mind. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody else could have played this like that. And I think it helped mm. that he was a gay actor, or is a gay actor, and you know was playing straight for so much. And then this was his chance to just do right, he right, right, and right. Really, just fucking go for it, and you know they're like, wait, I mean, I'm gonna put and, on fish dance. I'm and it's like, like, I'm gonna make a man. Yeah, like, I already do this at home. Yeah, yeah. and it's a stunningly <laughs> relevant. Like, I mean, the, the shit. He says it's hilarious. Like, yeah. Even just when he says, like, it's a mercy killing. Like, it's just, yeah, every, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And, like, when he's chasing Rocky around the laboratory. <laughs> right, and, like, right, right. screaming. I mean, And the way he pronounces things. I mean, it's like, oh, yeah. I really feel like, I'm sure that lots of stuff happened before this, but for, like, drag, it seems, I'm not a drag queen, but it seems to me, like, <laughs> a lot of the shit I see comes from this. Oh, yeah. And the drama mm-hmm. in this heel, I'm, for me, 
is the best 30 seconds of cinema. Well, and the wild, th- the wild thing is, is that, is that he stole it all, or, or Richard O'Brien did, uh, stole it all from T-Rex. Mm. Right? It's a straight T-Rex rip. You know, that was the blues. Not T-Rex wasn't glam. T-Rex was getting soft. They, they, yeah. Were they? You think? They, they're, yeah, yeah, they're, 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 they're lumped in. Yeah, I need TV when I got T-Rex. Okay. It's a lyric from the young... Yeah, all the young dudes. Yeah, yeah. I think it also helps that they were stoned the whole time. Apparently, if you you read the stories about the filming, yeah, because they're like in this freezing castle in the UK, and like apparently they're just like like, nobody's getting paid, and they're just like stoned the whole time. Susan Sarandon hasn't even thought of Bernie Sanders yet. (laughs) 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 She hasn't even thought Hillary yet. Maybe if she'd listen more closely to this. Let me show you a rhyme. Maybe play you a sign. You look black, you're both pretty groovy. Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal, we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat world. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. Stay for the night. Night. Or maybe a bite. Night. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania So, come up to the lab And see what's on the slab I see you shiver with anticipation but maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> but not the symptom. So, Philip, how does that make you feel? <laughs> Giddy with anticipation. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Music like that can shrivel your balls. <laughs> well, there's a, you know, the, the line in there. Um, I removed the cause, but not the symptoms. Maybe the rain isn't really to blame and stuff. It's it's really like the character and, and the song calling out these square motherfuckers, <laughs> these straight motherfuckers who, I know that who, just, who just showed up. And they're like, hey, maybe you could be a lot, which is the theme, I think, of the whole album, would, would we agree? Maybe you could be a whole lot happier if you just be yourself. Yeah. 
I think that's why that song is so powerful because especially when it came out, I mean, it was completely unapologetic Yeah, as far as just like being, you know, brash and open about being a transvestite and sexually free and open, yeah. you know, so seeing something like that for anybody at a young age, it's just like, whoa. It's yeah. Stu- it's like stunning in its openness. It's, like, it's, I mean, it's kind of jarring to me now just with the discussions we're having and this week and the violence this week yeah yeah that is still happening yeah but this happened in 1975 and this guy went on to make home alone 2 and it and it and, and what which is and my favorite it. oh yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. and oh. the teen greatest witch. screen performance of all time yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or not teen witch uh the worst witch worst witch yeah yeah uh, tim One curry of... i thought you were talking richard o'brien i was like richard Bri- o'brien made it <laughs> like maybe <laughs> yes i i don't know i just it's to well, me it, it's actually jarring and it's relevance to me well it's, i I think that's the power of the whole soundtrack. I think it's the power of, of, of why it's persisted. I think it resonated back then, and, and, and unfortunately, it resonates back now. Like you said to me at one point, Sean, you said you think it's worse now, and I was like, "How so?" And you explained it to me, uh, and, and it was just tolerance. Oh, of anything, and 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 it is because it's out in the open. Well, and this week explicitly, it's, it's out in the open. Yeah, I don't think it's worse. I think it's just it is now a, a major target instead of just something that is everyone knows is happening but can ignore. People can't ignore these things right. as easily now. Right. But we've been talking about it for like over like forty years now. Mm-hmm. Like, but and, and is how is how is it fucking like how how do we get to roll it back this week to just be like nah, you know? I mean, do we need to put this song in like the water and people just hear it when they wake up? Like, oh <laughs> I, shit, maybe yeah, I, I think can so. Didn't wasn't Ted Cruz? Didn't he say he and his wife love this movie? And everyone's like, "Are you How weird? Are you fucking kidding?" Me? Well, half mm-hmm. these people don't really give a fuck about right. what you do. They just like have they want to get elected, and they know they won't get elected if they do stuff. Yeah, fucking Donald Trump grew up in fucking New York. He knows plenty of people that are. Anyway, I won't get into politics. <laughs> he too was in Home Alone too. He what? He, he was, was also, also in Home Alone too. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Donald was in Home Alone with fucking Frankenfurter. <laughs> yeah. Um, Thank God he wasn't wearing fishnets in this. You know, it, it, I it was, mean, he might have been under a suit. Yeah, that, yeah. No, definitely. He's into a lot of weird shit. <laughs> Trump? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When he's not torturing minorities, he yeah. just wears fishnets and looks in the mirror. How often do you think he watches this movie? Nightly. Nightly? Um, we digress. <laughs> there, there, there is, you know, from this point on in the soundtrack and in the, and in the film, it basically makes it clear what Frankenfurter's uh, goal is. And I think it's to make them not square. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it's, you know, people at the time. <laughs> it's to fuck both of them. Well, it is to fuck both of them. It is yeah. to fuck both of them. And like, he likes you know, muscles. I, I, yeah. I, was, I, I was getting there, Donna. Oh, yes. So, <laughs> I, I'm just letting you know. I understand gay. Just yeah. so you will know. It, 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 it is to fuck both of them. But it is, it is it is basically to make it clear that, like, it's okay that he wants to fuck both of them. Which which that is is what makes the whole thing. You mentioned like it, it was just weird, like goth kids going to see this. That's what's so funny about it. Mm-hmm. Granted, they're going to be more accepting, but there sure as fuck are a bunch of Republican goths out there. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just like, white supremacists. Right, goths, right, yeah. right. And 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 who, who who would see this and be like, yeah, man, I love Rocky Horror. And like, I wonder what they did in a song like <laughs> that when it comes on. They're like, I don't understand. I'm attracted, but I am repulsed. Like it doesn't, and I'm saying I'm saying it in a southern accent because it's probably rednecks. But what is a, yeah. What's a Republican goth band? Republican. <laughs> Leonard Skinner. <laughs> Evanescence. <laughs> That's so perfect. <laughs> Where's the lie? Yeah, there, I, we we cannot see the lie. Let's uh-huh. take a vote. Can anybody see the lie? I cannot. <laughs> 
All right. <laughs> well, they're going to shot at getting evanescence on this podcast. Damn it. Sorry, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like when I saw this, when I saw this in the theater with the live cast, yeah. you know, it was all straight goth people. And, you know, they were so, like, into, like, making it not as queer as it is. And so in their show, they had Rocky played by a woman. And so that way, like, Frank and Rocky were being all like gross and all over each other, and so and everybody in the audience was straight, and they were all eating it up, and like me and my gay friends were all there, like, wait a minute, <laughs> like what? And I, I remember I talked about that after the show. I was like, why would they have Rocky played by a woman? It's supposed to be like this whole gay thing. That's the whole point. And somebody next to me was like, you're a sexist. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, women can be women without I'm, sexism. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, that's not that's not why I'm upset. I'm upset because this is like queer culture and you guys are right. trying to make it fucking straight so that you can make it more palatable for yourselves and you know mm -hmm. fuck off right because they, they can't handle the richard o'brien got inside their brains yeah got and it was like oh shit now i'm thinking about dicks now yeah and i was like and there's lots of almost visible dicks in this that, yeah mm -hmm. not in the soundtrack so much as the film but and, and i hear feel like the dicks are. i the see the dicks. you think so? <laughs> it's implied i see the dicks yeah <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> you, you know, that, that leads right to the, right, right the next song, because this is about the dicks. This is yeah. my favorite song. Yeah. Is it oh, your favorite yeah. song? Just because the background, vocal, well, it's actually the reprise, I, the background vocals, and, and also the innuendo is just, uh, the, the innuendo is thick, and then the reprise is There's not, It's not innuendo, though. Uh, I can make you a man. There's some innuendo there. Yeah, because it's not it's just all about bodybuilding, right? Like <clears throat> bodybuilding. It's about bodybuilding right, right. and also literally it, making is that you a man. That's what I think. Right, guys? I think it's about bodybuilding. I think it's about actually literally making him a man. And I think it's about anal sex. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Swallow raw eggs. <laughs> what? Swallow raw eggs. I'm part of that. Yeah. All right. Uh, listen to you decide. Swallow I can make you a man. Sand in his face when kicked. To the grind and soon in the gym with a determined chin the sweat from his pores as he works for his cause will make him glisten and gleam and with massage and just a little bit of <laughs> He'll be pink and quite clean. He'll be a strong man. Oh, honey, but the wrong man. He'll eat nutritious, high protein. And swallow raw eggs. Try to build up his shoulders, his chest, arms, and legs. Such an effort, if he only knew of my plan. In just seven days, I can make you a man. He'll do press ups. Yeah, Sean, I think you're right what that's about. Yeah. I think. But I mean, but you know, it is again um, back to like this is. How could you see this movie and not be like this is a queer movie? Like he's literally instead of Frankenstein making a man for him to get with. This is like. You know what's interesting is the actor that played Rocky uh, 
refuses to do any interviews about it or talk about because it. of the subject matter because yeah he's like embarrassed about this movie and you see know, nobody thought it would go anywhere and then it became huge and he just wanted to forget about it and you know so he he would never talk about it so he's he's straight up maga like like, I don't know. I don't even know if he's still he's alive. The guy that sent those but I just remember well, he's, he's the only person like when they do, you know, they they have all kinds of stuff where there's like cast interviews and Comic-Con. And they shit. do all kinds of appearances. He's the only one that would just refuse to do any of it. Well, I mean, I mean, and to get in get into that, like if you look at 1975 where things were, well, like, yeah. you could you, I mean, you it's could, completely you could, understandable. You couldn't be out, you couldn't like and I mean, you still can sometimes, but like you it it was a uh, a violent culture yeah. if you were gay. Mm-hmm. And which I don't think he was, which I think is why you know. Which is like why well, that, well, yeah, 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 yeah. But but my point is, is that what Richard O'Brien is doing with that song is basically saying like I can't eat, I can't go and just meet somebody. I have to fucking make a person in the lab so I can be happy. Yeah. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Um. And uh, and and again, but shamelessly it, so inside this community, of course, because the soundtrack is safe, the the, the film is safe, the the theater is safe, right? Well, until he dies at the end, I guess. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's aliens involved. You never well, know what's happening. We're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> but, 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 but I mean, as far as I, I, I'm talking about the culture around this, yeah, like Richard sure. O'Brien and the film crew knew what they were doing, and they knew. I mean, I, I don't know if everybody involved understood like what they were making, but you know, it's Hollywood, man. People. Well, they made free. this in London, but it's outside yeah, this, London. This, yeah. but, I mean, so, but this I mean, is like anti-Hollywood. Yeah. I mean. But but making something to be released, you know, yeah, yeah, wide, was like a wide release like that. Tim Curry doing the actual show at the time. Yes, yeah, he was. I didn't I didn't realize he did the actual show. Yeah, and that's why Richard O'Brien brought him onto the movie because Tim Curry did the role of the best. And then Tim's like, I'm gonna talk like way English, and then everyone else is fucking. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an alien. He's a fucking. Alien. It's so great. Um, God he, damn it, Tim Curry. You know, further on down the soundtrack, we get into a, a bunch of stuff where. Um, you and and the film, not the. Well, we'll just recap it. Basically, like Frankenfurter, like teaches everybody to swing and everybody to be happy and whatever by fucking them. That's that's just what happens. But th- there is a remarkable thing that happens in this film, and it um, it 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 was the introduction of meatloaf to the universe at large. Donna is <laughs> well. He was a Broadway guy. He was in uh, yeah hair and shit. When did Bad Out of Hell come out? Nineteen seventy. Uh, it would have been seventy seven, maybe. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was, it was okay. and it was because of this because he his writing partner he was able to like get more juice out of this show. But, um, I mean, he's a fucking vocalist. When yeah, he was yeah. in his prime, yeah. it, there's simply just not people like nineteen seventy seven. Yeah, and and it, yeah, <laughs> rock and roll, baby. <laughs> and and it, and, and it took like right. it took these sets like him along with Tim Curry, but took these sets that were cheap that were. Uh, hilarious that were just cliche and and then Im- imbibed him with these this Broadway level talent. Yeah, uh, he was uh, strictly uh, just screaming all on a motorcycle. And uh, and it sounds like hot three years later, remember, he made one of the best. Yeah. Records.
This, think about this. He shaped Midwestern rock. Midwestern rock. He shaped this rock. Is big in New England. You think in New England? Okay, that out of hell is one of the best selling records. Like yeah. it's rumors big. Well, I know, I know how big it, I know how big it sells, but like, but I, I don't feel like in the South we weren't rocking meatloaf. In in, but I would go Midwest, like see my family in Ohio, New England. Rock. It was Billy Joel. Okay, and it was fucking meatloaf. Yeah. <laughs> fucking meatloaf. And you, you, you know, you had Rolling Stones or whatever, but like, yeah. I mean, you put on Paradise by the Dashboard like right now. My mom could be a fucking case of beer in, and she will know every <laughs> word. <laughs> she'll know every fucking word. She'll sing it. I'm telling right, you. Right, and right. by the way, thank God. Like, you're a kid listening for me. Listening to a song yeah. of Paradise by the Dashboard Light, which is even if they just made it an easy pop song without all the weirdness in it. Yeah. But he was so weird. Meatloaf was so weird. He was weird on all his records. Especially the two bad out of hell records that matter. Mm-hmm. It was weird and theatrical and uh, tell told stories. Yeah, and then you know the same. You know Jim Steinman went and wrote Celine Dion songs. So like, yeah. So y- you you were saying Donna that that this is uh, Eddie holds a special place mm-hmm. for lesbians yeah. and drag kings. Yeah, yeah, they love him. I've seen a lot of kings do that song, and also just a lot of. Bigger lesbians dresses, uh, dresses Eddie every Halloween. It's pretty funny. I mean, the whole movie, I've, you know, obviously I've seen lots of drag for a lot of these songs, especially um, uh, Sweet Transvestite. But that, the Eddie thing, I'm, I'm, I'm not even sure what they cling to. Well, that's what I was so wondering. Much, like, what, you know? what, what is it they see in him? Because like, it's, it's, first of all, it's, it's, so me- it's meatloaf. It's so pure. He's so young. <laughs> right. It's so pure. He's so young, you know, but it's like fun and. The lyrics are really cute and romantic, and I think that they, I, I, you know, I can't really speak for, uh, for them, but you know, I think that's what it is. That it's a romantic song, you know. Do, do you think it's that um, it, it is that tension between? Um, I mean, this is why people go see drag because they're like generally like either they're part of the community or they're they're like want to be like titillated, like I this is something I don't understand or insulted and, or insul- <laughs> well maybe um, but but uh, you know or. <laughs> Or it's like the perfect blend, you know. He's like got all the blood and stuff like that, and he's you know this like stitches around yeah. his head and stuff like mm. that, you know. But then he's got like the the hard biker look, and he's got like a sex appeal. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. And then like the lyrics, like my hands kind of fumble with the white plastic belt. I taste her baby pink lipstick, and that's when I'd melt. You know. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's yeah, a... um, you know, it's, it is yeah. romantic. It's a cute little party song, but it's it's about his girl, you know, and that's and I'm isn't about, he bisexual? He's been with both. I'm not saying that he's been with Milo for or Eddie. Oh, <laughs> Eddie. Yeah, Eddie. Yeah, yeah. yeah so like, yeah. that's also like. By the way, bisexuality is still not accepted. <laughs> so this is very interesting. Yeah, in the films, and, and, and so talk about that too. Like, there is some weird stuff that we're going to get to at the end of this. Where... He gets killed for being bisexual. Well, yeah, he gets killed. No, no. And... <laughs> he so... gets killed for singing a song about a girl. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Frank so, is like, how dare you? <laughs> right. So, 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 so you have, kills him with you a pickaxe. have, you, you have, and before we get into all that badness, I, I, I do, because it is bad, because this does, like, a lot of the movie is spent on saying you can have this life, and a lot of the movie is like, you're going to be, this is perfect, you're going to be okay with having this life. Doesn't quite end that way. So no. we don't know what they're going to say, but I, I do want to go back a little bit to, uh, First of all, this is this is like the riffraff point in the film. This is also one of the best points in the film. Mm-hmm. The idea that you would just see like a literal like they they literally do it. There's a light at the Frankenstein place in town. Mm-hmm. The image is so perfect. Like if you if you you just see it, but you can hear it in the song. It's also uh, a weirdly it's innocent, but at the same time, it's the Frankenstein place, dudes. Mm-hmm. She knows what the fuck is going on over there. <laughs> and uh, the hint that Janet might be destined for greater things. But uh, over to Frankenstein. No matter what or who you are, line right there there's a light in the darkness that everybody's like mm-hmm. it's sweet it's sweet and it is uh what we would hear nowadays in like pop like you can do it you can like whatever but it also be it don't dream it baby well we're getting there don't we're... dream it be it oh i was waiting for correction <laughs> um i did that on purpose you know the the journey that Janet takes through this is she finds that light and she finds it in Frankenberg, but also I think it changes her relationship with Brad and they don't become, I don't know what they, what do they become in the end? I don't know, but one of her greatest lines is uh, about Frank, his lust is so sincere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As part of, I think it was Rose to my world. But that, but that, but that's a, that's a great fucking line, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, that, that is, um, that, that can either be, <laughs> weirdly, that can either be sincere or just be somebody fooling themselves. Mm. Like, I don't believe it. But yeah, she's basically saying he fucks her good. So yeah, yeah, yeah he's not he's not really in the commitment. But yeah, you know, yeah, it's like, like, the sex is great. This is great, man. It's not but, bad. But you, you know, again, they wrap all this like at the time scandalous stuff up that you couldn't talk about in public in this like perfect pop, perfect Broadway, perfect show tune uh, that has like Bowie guitars in it that has. You put that on the radio. Was it, was that a single? I don't think it was. Which one? Uh, the Frankenstein. Like, would these have been on the radio? Huh? Would these have been on the radio? I think Time like Warp was. I mean, yeah, well, Time Warp was. They play around Halloween. I don't know if it was actually like a charting single. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, it wasn't charting. Was the Halloween Association always there, or was that something that happened like over time? I think it happened like, over with time Die Hard. Didn't this movie? I, I don't remember when this movie was released, but I don't. Think it was like a Halloween. Thing. No, it wasn't. it's not overtly Halloween. It was filmed in like you know. I think straight people think of it as dressing up. What's going on here? Uh, whereas I think queer people are like, 
This is just yeah, this, depressing. Yeah, this this right. is just Tuesday. It's Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> just ask Donna about this Tuesday. How uh, was your Tuesday? Shut up. <laughs> Where's the after party? <laughs> All right, I'll stop talking. Um, <laughs> was the bar even open? <laughs> There's a thing going on here. <laughs> no. Nothing. Nothing no. going We're on. We're just having a good time. <laughs> We're having a good time. But, you know, like we said, the point of the whole thing is finding yourself is being okay with yourself, is saying to the world outside this community in this, in this film, in the soundtrack, that, like, it doesn't matter, like, who you love. It's, like, what it is. And, and it comes to a head on Rose Tint World. Weirdly, right after it, it all goes wrong. Yeah. So, so we're 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 gonna hear Rose Team World, and then I want to talk about like, not just why it went wrong, but why, why, why they made it go. Wrong. Why Richard O'Brien became the oppressor. Right, 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 right. So, so <laughs> oh. yeah, yeah, he did. I mean, he, he did. He really he absolutely did. did. He really did. So, so uh, this has the tag because he's it, in love with Frank. Yeah. Yeah. So this is uh, Frank song. has slept with everyone but him. <laughs> I'm uh, telling you. Don't dream it, be it. This is Rose Tint World. Come over me Whoa, here it comes again
happened to Fairy, that delicate satin draped frame, as it clung to her thigh, how I started to cry. Cause I wanted to be dressed just the same Give yourself over to absolute pleasure Swim the warm waters of sins of the flesh Erotic nightmares beyond any measure Sensual daydreams to treasure forever. Can't you just see? Talk about this, Donna. Yes. Don't dream of it. This wraps up most of the film, mm-hmm. most of the soundtrack. Been an exploration of freedom. Of Frank's freedom. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody. But, well, I think but mostly Frank having fun. No, no, look, Frank's a sinister character. Frank's a sinister character. Frank is. He's Frank a selfish is, character. I wouldn't say sinister, character. but he's selfish. He um, killed somebody. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> he, killed own, he killed his own creation first off, right, so that's right, fine. Right, right. Did he wait? Did he create? Wait, that's fine. What what, what, what? are we getting into? I I'm mean, that's about like Eddie. Frankenstein killing his monster. Okay, fine, whatever. Fair enough. Whatever it happens, who cares? <laughs> Kill your darlings. Nobody knows about Eddie. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, though he won't get caught. John Bonet Ramsey might disagree, but uh, that's okay, well, that's there. different. Okay, there's there's <laughs> you're getting too deep now. There's a paper trail when you have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> when you create something in your laboratory in your castle, nobody knows that it's there. So it laboratory if you kill it. castle. What you do know. they really mean? Uh, there's no birth certificate. No... Okay. It's okay. You're... <laughs> so... <laughs> okay. So so at, at any rate, um, they <laughs> fuck, dude. That's dark. I'm just saying. <laughs> maybe I'm, truth, maybe, maybe I'm a Republican. I don't know. <laughs> Could be. Um, so I'm pro-choice. That evanescence Wait, tattoo begs <laughs> does ask some questions. Yeah. I'm pro-life, <laughs> Frankenstein type of life. Frankenstein type of life. Yeah, you're pro-creation. That's <laughs> 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 what I wanted to be, and she got it. Honey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's talk about this goddamn song. Song, <laughs> oh, yeah. no, no, because like it, it is these people's arrival at freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, Most of them, 
most of them, like uh, Barry, like you were saying, Barry Boswick's character is not quite there. Obviously, he's still struggling with it's a it. performance, <laughs> trying his hardest. But then he jumps in the pool and starts making out. So you know. yeah, it's all like a, yeah. yeah. He's obviously in it in the moment, and then afterward he has the shame. Which for, is for anybody so not watching, ever. that's the closet. Not li- who, who are listening to this who have not seen this. Uh-huh. That scene ends in like a, basically an orgy. Yeah. Did you just say the so, pool is the in, closet? In the pool. Just said? Uh, no, I'm saying that's the closet. Like him oh. jumping in the pool and having fun, but then feeling bad about it. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. And, and having guilt. Whereas Susan Sarandon at that point is like, yeah. She's <laughs> 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 like, I've arrived. <laughs> um, and then, and then, and then, w- what happens to Frankenfurter after this, though? Uh, well, that's when um, the next Riffraff, you know, like we said, becomes the oppressor and has decided it's you know it's too much, which is interesting because he you know lives with them, but and like enables him, right? And, and like and it's it, his it like devoted servant, and, and then all of a sudden him, he just yeah. you know decides that it's too much, and him and Magenta are going back, and Frank needs to stay and needs to be destroyed, and. So it's interesting that he wrote this movie and then played this character that would become the oppressor when this is obviously him expressing himself through these characters. Sure. And I think that did, also... Did, did he ever acknowledge that? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I think it's interesting that... Uh, my theory is that, you know, he was in love with Frank and Frank slept with everybody but him. And so that's why he did this out of jealousy. <laughs> mm. He killed his creation. Was... Mm, well, Richard O'Brien did. Okay, well then, yes. Oh, yeah. meta. I thought you meant like in the yeah, movie. Like, yeah, no, no, like that's meta. meta. Mm. If and, and that, that's why I asked if if Richard O'Brien had ever like uh, talked about like like the Frank was him, and then he was basically killing himself. Yeah, as that character in the movie. Yeah, because of the times. Yeah, because it's like he couldn't come out as a gay dude. He couldn't. Like, he, it, yeah. yeah, none of this. None of to be clear, kids listening, none of this was possible in 1975 at all. What we're talking about was not possible to even talk about. Yeah, people could not do it, and and that I can't imagine the conversations people had after seeing this movie. Even the people, <laughs> the people that hated it, you right. know, which was most people, right? <laughs> yeah, I, oof. Um, this song is stunning. The one you're about to play. This is my favorite. On I wasn't going to play it, but we'll play oh, it because well, it's it is, because it's Donna's favorite. It's my favorite. It's, it's because it's, it's the best. It feels the most personal. Yeah, it's the, it's where it all comes always on. has. Even when I was a kid, like I loved this song. I would listen to it. I had this on, you know, CD. We'll, we'll break it. We'll break it down. Like it, so, it's it's I'm going home. <clears throat> it's uh, the end of the film. Mm-hmm. I think, and the 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 line cards for sorrow, cards for pain. You know, like this. It's obviously a lot of like his own internal kind of stuff and. And kind of a statement on what you deal with as a gay person in society, especially mm-hmm. back then, you know. So, and I think, you know, being happy to leave and go back to where they're from instead of being on Earth, I think a lot of people could relate to that. Yeah, and, and also the audience Whoa. disappears at the end. Yeah. Well, they're they're in his mind. Yeah. They're there it's for just, like a flash second and then they're yeah. gone. And then that's when Richard O'Brien is like. <laughs> Or, well, it's actually Magenta. It's like, how sentimental. Which is just a fucking queen <laughs> bitch. Which is the thing It's something you would say. It's also yeah. one of the best moments in the movie, even though he's about to die. You know, it's, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Magenta's actually my favorite character in the movie. Well, she's l- l- so cold. Let's listen to this, because I, I think you're right. This is this is the best song. Yeah. Frankenstein Place is, it's up there. Yeah. This is, this is something else. This is something going on. I want to come again and stay. Oh, my, my. Smile 
This is why I've been wanting to talk about this album because I think it's more important than people credit for it. It's got kitsch. And look, people have like covered this thing on like how important politically it is, but it it really is this it's a journey of uh, a sweet transvestite, you know, somebody Transvestite alien. Transvestite alien. But the alien like could be it could be anything. Yeah. Like, and I think that's just because he's a transvestite they made him an alien because that was Right. Crazy right. to help people accept, right? Well, but yeah, but but exactly. at the time in England, I don't know they would have been picturing anything like, "Hey, could this be a Mexican? Could this be somebody in a caravan?" <laughs> you know, uh, it, you know, it's 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 the other, and that that Frankenfurter presents himself as the other, and then conquers everybody except, uh, like we said, Riff Raff, Richard O'Brien betrays him. Mm-hmm. And but that, because he felt betrayed. Because he felt betrayed by but Frank. That, but yeah, but, it, but but that's sort of where like I guess we're at in the world yeah. is that he, he you know he he does all this stuff and he changed Janet's life. Mm-hmm. He definitely changed Brad's life, but Brad ain't. It's so, not, it's we're, not, we're, not, we're not sure if it's for the better or for the worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's for the better or for the worse. <laughs> but it, but, it, but he changes his life. But eventually, you see, um, this it's a microcosm of people trying to expand their views and trying to expand their tolerance of things that are different and seeing how it expands and then immediately contracts. And and that is and that's why I watch this every <clears throat> fucking year and that's why I listen to this honestly whenever I can get a chance. Because it just encapsulates, I think, what we are as people. It's everything. Right? Or no? I like the fearlessness in this. I right. Think, it's fearless. I can't I I mean, I don't know what happened before 1975 as far as like a gay character, a gay character on screen before 1975. Mm. And there were. There were a few. There were, but. But not like this. Not a gay, you know. Like in the culture gay. Like, I'm in drag a, queen. Right. 
I mean, the whole John... like queer culture is. No, I think, I think there I think was Divine Thomas and John Waters stuff, but I mean, this was so much more. But and Divine and John Waters yeah. stuff was was midnight movie, but like, it, well, it was made it, it as was, a midnight. No, movie, I wasn't basically. gonna say midnight movie. I was gonna say it was, it was for John. It was very much a. This is how things are. Mm-hmm. For most people, it was like that's so ridiculous. Can you believe that? Yeah. I mean, I I can't. I'm, I, like I said, I find it jarring that this character exists in 1975 in popular yeah. culture, and that—that's what I found myself landing on in 2018. I, I I don't get it. Like you know, I said up front, how 40 years later are we still like? This is the model. Like you can do all this. You, you can you murder don't... your enemies, huh? You can murder your enemies. You can murder your. You can. <laughs> well, you can only murder your enemies if you created them. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Donna laid that down. <laughs> <laughs> so you actually Jane saws out okay, Donna. <laughs> Just kidding. But but no, you you could be like in in this sense like completely like out open and and doing stuff and people will celebrate it and and pervert how it's celebrated back to the goth thing and and. Who, who don't really get a lot of this, and and we're still like figuring it out, and that is like, I guess what I'm saying is, w- what happens now? Like we keep celebrating this. Who's going to do the next Rocky Horror that moves us that that peg forward? Sean Penn will be casting something soon enough. <laughs> I mean, it is. <laughs> <laughs> It is a testament to great music and a good story, though, that it can push through and be so many years ahead of where it is. And yeah, and there are many marginalized voices that haven't had a soundtrack as good as this. But this existed for like gay culture and you know a lot of people well before its time. Yeah, um, or well before most people were willing to accept it. I should before say. its time, but this was happening. And sure, so it was. Just- yeah, yeah. And, Acknowledging and something that that's was happening point. before yeah. its time. That's true. It's before we were willing to acknowledge there it. There were no gay happening. people. I, I get, not yeah, that yeah. it wasn't happening. No, no, of no, course. No, I, I get your point. I'm just, it's an important yeah. distinction. No, no, no. This yeah. actually has existed for, you know, since Adam and Eve. Of yeah. course. Yeah, were yeah. falsely put into a book that was made up. Which is hilarious. Oh, sorry. It's a different direction. Which is hilarious <laughs> because, like, in the film, like, and in the soundtrack, they present Brad and Janet as Adam and Eve. I mean, this is also a tale of original sin, right? Mm-hmm. But the original sin is different than what everybody has been, at least in America, has been has been taught. The original sin is that you became like a carnal being, and that's all it is. It's not like choosing one way or the other. It's just like, okay, you're, you're doing that, and he still gets punished. Maybe that's the answer. Maybe Richard O'Brien just got caught up in his Christianity. I'm Christian? guessing he's from England. He's he's a Christian. And and couldn't, couldn't Christian upbringing, but I mean Richard O'Brien's gay, so I mean, yeah. Uh, back in back then, though, there was I don't know, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the religion part. This is I haven't said this in a long time, probably like fifty episodes. This is not a facts based podcast, so it's, <laughs> so it's fine. It's fine. We'll look it up later and put it in the show notes. But you know what you know what I'm saying though, like it, you know if if and that's stereotyping British people back in the. 70s, but I, I don't know that people were down the street from Catholic University. I don't know that people escape that that upbringing, upbringing as easily as. I mean, there is a state-run religion should. in England. Yeah, it's yeah, the Anglican churches. It's it's like ingratiated. 
Yeah, but it's the it's you know uber prevalent. Exists. Yeah. <clears throat> well. Yeah, but I mean that that's sort of it. I mean, <laughs> if, we, right, yeah. if we got any, if we got any less, I mean, this is uh, it's the best, right? I think it's great. Yeah, and important. It's still important. <clears throat> yeah, I think you know a lot of people watch the movie to just party and have fun, but there are a lot of people that watch it on their own and and start to realize, which you know, I'm one of those people as a kid. And just start to realize what the story is and how, yeah. how deep it goes and everything that's going on, you know. And it, it definitely helped me, like, accept myself. And I know that it's done that for a lot of people, especially, you know, Frank's character and yeah. Riff Raff's character. Because when you watch it, you can just tell that it is mostly Riff Raff's story. Like, yeah, even though yeah, it's about yeah. all these other people, it's about him and how unhappy and lonely he is. And that's why at the end, he takes takes back you know control yeah. <clears throat> and you know then you you start to realize more about it when you see stuff like like the sequel shock treatment which nobody knows about um i know about it <clears throat> yeah I, have, I don't know how much you would celebrate it it's interesting um it's great i Thomas don't I know love that. <laughs> I, it's, I, I have it and i watch it a lot and it's got a great soundtrack but and it in it's crazy how it predicted the rise of reality TV and how we would basically, for a while, be like right. living in our TVs. Yeah. And every show was a reality TV yeah. show. Um, so, yeah. I, but I don't know if we could like do a screening of it because I don't think people would follow it because it's not as fun as this. It's, it's a lot more serious. Well, maybe people should recast this as serious. Yeah. Well, remakes. There. Well, I think no, not, I think not, not remake it. Like, that's the difference between people that go see it at midnight on a Saturday and people that watch this movie at home on their own. You know, they, right, they right. really get that story where some people just treat it as a party. Right, but but for example, I've never seen a midnight showing. Oh yeah, I, I, I only did it once. I didn't enjoy it because it was just too personal. I mean, well, no, because I did when I was a kid. Me and my friends. I actually, this is when the internet first became a thing in like '97. My friends and I, I found the script with all of the audience participation lines. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so I went through and highlighted all of that on like a hundred something pages of the script. And we would sit there and scream the, the words out and, you know, do the time warp and stuff in our living room. But yeah, it was just that kind of movie that I watched all the time. And yeah. it was just. Yeah, and if you and if you do that all the time, you don't need to go see it. <laughs> but you know? people, you know, when we went and saw it in the theater, people just were just screaming the whole time just bullshit right. you know it was like they weren't even going by what the, the like the original like like uh sal piero who ran the the fan club for you know 20 years or something like that the stuff that you were originally supposed to scream people at that point like now just scream whatever they don't even know you know and it's just a fucking shit show and it's not fun it was not fun when i saw it at midnight <laughs> do you, but do you think like one in 10 one in 20 people who are in that audience maybe get to have the experience in their living room after that. Hopefully. I mean, there were queer people and I saw them, but they did not look like they were having as much fun as like yeah. the wasted straight people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like I wasn't, I was sitting there like, oh, come on. <laughs> like, I see things like this and I think it's not funny. I mean, there's hilarious parts of course, but, but it's, it's Tim a, Curry. It's a very th right, Tim Curry's amazing, but there's like a thin veil of like, Oh no, shit's actually kind of hard for, for these people. Right. Yeah. 
and, and, and that's what they're doing this, about. making this, and even being this, even the actors to do this for every fucking layer, you have to have a certain level of fearlessness that I still uh, will say defines the queer scene and certainly the drag scene and certainly anyone that's trans. There needs to be a certain fearlessness even in the face of absolute terror about what society is going to do to you. And so that's why I like things like this and why we should be talking about things like this. Which is why the song I'm Going Home feels so personal and is so personal. Is because, because I feel like after no, all it, the fun, it, it, you get... It's about dealing with society being like Frank. Yeah, and you get through the, all this fun, you know, it's, oh, yeah, everyone's gay. I mean, it's it, it almost is the cartman was like, I take my time. No. <laughs> like, but... but uh, <laughs> I was not expecting a sound <laughs> <by reference. laughs> but, 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 but it almost is, but at the same time, like, it, it, it is like, like, you know, if, if you're trying to plug into... There is no need for anybody who is queer, trans, like anything, to uh, plug into society. They're part of society, mm-hmm. um, except for the fact that like there are assholes that feel that y- they need to like plug in. So, so if if you're trying to, or like, that it's their place to make them feel like they can't plug in. Right, 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 right. So, so to what you were speaking about, Sean, is like you know, is that it's hard to, for that, but yeah, to to just like say, fuck this, I'm out. But that's not that's not. Uh, I, I think especially now, not an option. I'm trying to be engaged. You are. You know. Because but, yeah, because like we see, uh, the people who would, um, not riffraff. There'd be some <laughs> asshole stand up in theater and shoot fucking Frank and Furter. Uh. And mm-hmm. and would be, <laughs> yeah, that that's who's that's who's in charge, and you can't. Um, I don't know where people go. <laughs> I'm a I, look. I'm a cis hetero white male. Like, did I? Are you? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but 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 welcome. But I feel I feel the need to define that. Welcome to the show. Because <laughs> I'm safe. Most of my friends are not. Well, and like it's on people listening to this to figure out how to fix that. Yeah, watch this fucking movie every day. We should require watch this movie every. Elected officials should have to watch it. Even I'm safe. I mean, for the most part, if you just, if you just right. look, if you just look at me, I mean, until I well, start, until I start talking. It's like, hey, that's only you're not safe because you're usually insulting whoever you're talking well, to. You no, know, as long as I'm not talking, um, you know, I, you know. So I have. That. I just thought you were I, from Pittsburgh. I have that. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm from Texas. <laughs> How's Texas to the gays? Who cares? Oh, how's it to the gays? Uh, awful. Yeah. Still. But Beta's going to save you all. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the meme about Beta that's like, Obama now available in vanilla? <laughs> this, is, this, this, this is why. This is, this, I said that the other night. That's what, I, this is why we need this film more than ever. We need people to watch it. We need people to understand it. We need people to listen Should to we make it with a black person? Well, yeah, but we, I, we, <laughs> but we need it. And Well, that remake was horrible. Uh, was there a remake? With Laverne Cox as Frankenfurt. I literally didn't know that. On, it was one of those Fox Live things. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, it was fucking bullshit. 
<laughs> like no offense to Laverne Cox, but it was no, fucking it, bullshit. Well, it's but what we need seems though, like bullshit. There, we need people to watch the movie and realize what the actual story is. It's not yeah. just this fucking you know like oh gay people are hilarious and trans people are hilarious and blah blah blah. And they you know, are, and all they do is party and have sex. Like, I mean. It's you know we do it's a struggle and that's what these songs are about. Here, here's the thing: that's what people do. Yeah, well, that's what everybody does, right? But people don't take you know gay people or trans people seriously. They think that it's a choice and that it's just for fun and that it's all selfish and it's a fucking blast. <laughs> I'm not having fun. Are you? I've never had fun in my life. <laughs> that's the '90s. Fuck this. Yeah. Yeah. So. <clears throat> Go out and watch, uh, or listen to Rocky Horror. Go out mm-hmm. and watch it, too. Like, uh, you know, it's weird that we... Uh, I can't separate this music from the film. I think the two are important. I think you, it's it's a good, what is it, like, hour and 45 minutes? Like That's like 100 minutes. Yeah. 100 minutes? Oh, it's, it's even shorter. It's like just over an hour. It's got a perfect film. Yeah. Uh, Still upset that they cut the song Superheroes from it, because that's a great song, too. You want to go out on that? Here he is. Yeah, you should. Here he is, yeah. I just <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having us. I might have made those ID three tags myself. And that you? might have been after scotch. <laughs> yeah, we're not allowed to drink. What are we? Cis white male taking all the power. Thank you guys for coming away. out. We're getting come out our superheroes. Uh, Oreos. Yeah, it's good to meet you, Donna Slash. Nice to meet you. Thanks for having this me. Fun, it's been fun. Thanks for the whiskey. Uh, superheroes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big thanks to Donna Slash for hanging out uh, for for a couple hours and talking about Rocky Horror Picture Show. That is, um, man, if if uh, I I say this often, but like it, it, there may be people out there who have never heard this, and this might be the first time you're getting exposed to this. If that is the case, go out and get the soundtrack now. Uh, go watch the movie; it's available on iTunes or wherever you get digital stuff. And, and more importantly, like get to a show, uh, get around people to see this. And, and sort of experience uh, everything uh, out out in the world, just live and in your face, and, and the way it was sort of meant to be. It's it's a um, it's a phenomenal sort of event. Whether you're listening to it, watching it, or or taking part in a showing that is just uh, about togetherness, about finding yourself, and um, and and I think uh, aside from the murder part, being kind. So um, yeah, not everybody's perfect. Murder sometimes. At any rate, thanks to Donna, thanks to Sean, thanks to Philip. Uh, we are out of here. We're going to be back next week. Not sure what we're talking about, but I know we're going to be talking about something. If you like what you heard, subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a rating or a message there. Those always help out. Google Play, Mixcloud, and Stitcher. We are up there. We are also on Spotify. We're on the site uh, at www.chunkyglasses.com. On Twitter at, at @chunkyglasses. Instagram at chunkyglasses. Out there on Facebook, too. We are... Um, we put out some emails. We're sort of bulking up our team as I, as I get ready to uh, eject 
from the nation's capital because uh, we're not going anywhere, but we are expanding. So uh, our friend Alex Sheldorf, used to live here, he's actually shooting Mitski tonight in Chicago. So giving that a try. And um, and if it's something you're interested in, email me at Kevin at ChunkyGlasses.com. Um, whether you're a writer or a photographer, uh, you want to do a podcast, you want to talk about albums, and uh, and we'll see what we can do, man. Because honestly, this is that's why we do this. We do this so that we can talk to people um, and uh, and let, you know, let our freak flag fly. That's what it's all about. We'll be back in a few short days. Until then, be good to your ears, but be better to your people. Talk to you soon. Ho, 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 ho.